Hello and welcome to the Blood Red Podcast. It's Monday morning, it's freezing, but we've got a warm order of a cast with us today. <laughs> we haven't got Andy Kelly, we haven't got Ian Doyle, you've got me, Neil Jones, hosting, joined by full-time Liverpool reporter, both home and away, James Pierce. How are you, James? Very good, thank you, Neil. Yeah, and full-time live blogger, both home <laughs> and home, Joe Rimmer. Hello. Yes. Uh, we've got plenty to reflect on, of course. We will look at the Merseyside derby. Joe's just had his hands on me back, so uh, he's, he's had a penalty given against <laughs> oh, him yeah. for that one. Um, yeah, we've got uh, from one draw to a different kind of draw. We'll have the Champions League draw with Liverpool to face Porto in the last 16. And we'll look ahead, save the best to last, to the West Brom game, which takes place this Wednesday. Uh, Pardew against Klopp, that should be a good one. Start with the derby, James. You were there at Anfield yesterday in your long johns, I hope. Um, well, we'll start with the talking point. Really, I've just mentioned the penalty incident there. What was your take on it? Would you have had your hand up in the uh, in the press room if Jurgen Klopp had asked? I would have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually in the mix zone waiting for players when um, when Klopp asked for the show of hands. But uh, but yeah, I thought it was a penalty. Um, it's soft, incredibly soft. But yeah, I, it's just it's just so naive from Day and Lovren, and I couldn't understand why he was so enraged personally and felt as if it was a an affront and that he was the victim of some massive injustice and I also couldn't understand Klopp, you know, his anger shouldn't have been directed at Craig Paulson, it should have been directed at those in the home dressing room who had thrown away two points in such a, a careless manner um, I, just, I just, you know, it's it, it, it was incredibly soft, but I just think as a defender, you just you just don't put your hands on a striker in that position, especially when someone is going away from goal and there's absolutely no danger to you. And I know, you know people have sent me the view of it from a different angle, saying you know this shows that Calvert Lewin actually you know basically put his body yeah, across Lovren, bounced off him almost yeah, deliberately. But you know, I, but and do you know what? if he just if they just bounced off each other, then I don't think he gives the penalty. It's the fact that Lovren puts his hands on his back. Uh, and it looked, you know, from from where I was at the time, I thought it was a penalty. Yeah. I can understand why Paulson gave it. Um, not all referees would have given it. I think yeah. it probably was a 50-50 shot. Clive Thomas wouldn't have given it, would he? No, no. <laughs> or Clattenburg. Definitely not, no. Um, but I, I just I just thought it was... I, know, I, I couldn't be angry with Paulson after that because I just thought it's Liverpool have thrown this away. It's not, you know, it's it, it, it's not been whipped away for them crueling or anything. Yeah. It was big mistakes, um, not just the Lovren one, but the, the fact that the, the game was even still in the melting pot then was ridiculous yeah. because it was one of the most one-sided derbies I can remember. Yeah, you were in mix zone then when that happened. Did uh, did Dejan come through? What was he still was he still, <laughs> still raging at that point? Well, no, he did. He did come through. Yeah, and he um, yeah he he took umbrage with well, first of all, he was asked to stop, and he said, well, you know what. What do you expect me to talk about? <laughs> and he said, "Well, hmm. the, the penalty. We'll, we'll start with the penalty." And uh, and he asked uh, another journalist, "said Well, do you think it was a penalty?" And didn't get the answer that he was hoping for. <laughs> uh, accused him of being an Evertonian, um, <laughs> and uh, and then walked off. Um, so he he clearly still felt that uh, that he'd been hard done by. But I oh, just not for me. I, yeah. I just think it it was. It was just such a Dejan Lovren type thing to do as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Just, just infuriating, you know, getting involved in something that he, he didn't need to get involved in. I think also it, it wasn't until I watched it back last night that I realised 
he's pretty poor the way he, he gets himself his oh, body position so was, bad when Rooney plays the crossfield ball and that was what I was going to bring Joe in so we've discussed this on other pods that Lovren always seems to if he makes an error he makes another error to, to, to compensate for it I, I, I agree with James I watched it last night and I thought why has he let that ball go over his head you know like everyone was talking about what a great ball it was from Rooney it was a good diagonal but Lovren should have been able to cut yeah. that out and it seems almost like he went, oh, no, I've let him in here. I better get tight and tight and tight, and then he's done it. I know, I know, we had a conversation about it yesterday, and you're not necessarily in agreement with James over whether it was a penalty or not. But no, no. He, he is, he is someone who's prone to making the wrong decisions, shall we say, in, in moments of uh, of high pressure. Yeah, whilst I, I don't think it was a penalty, I think it was incredibly naive of, of Lovren, and like you say, I think he. I think he overcompensates at times in games. I think he was trying to be the big, big centre half yeah. and bully Calvert Lewin there and push him back away yeah. from goal. When all he needs to do is stand off him and and, and shepherd him away from goal. And I think by raising his hands there, he, he allows Calvert Lewin to be clever and go down. And look, I don't think it was a penalty. I think I think it's sad that we're all sitting around and so many people saying that is a penalty because I think if that's a penalty nowadays, then it's just. It is sad. There's, there's so many. Yeah. A bit of physical contact in the box doesn't mean that it's a penalty. And and whilst it's naive, and whilst he shouldn't use his hands the way he does, um, like like you, we were saying, if if it's not his hands, and if he just sort of bumps into him with his chest, that to me yeah. would never get given. No. But it's because the way he moves his hands yeah. that allows Calvert Lewin to go down. But that that's just as much of a dive as Umar Nias was at, um, at Crystal yeah. Palace. And and they won't. I don't. I don't see the FA or, or the Premier League going back and. And changing that, well, they they can't do that now. Can they? Couldn't possibly retrospectively punish Calvert Lewin because then the storm is that he's yeah. he's got Everton. He's got Everton a point. point. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, do you think it was a dive? Yeah. Well, yeah, because that I know you go down on a Wednesday night. You know, you, you'd all day go down. <laughs> yeah. but, but that that sort of contact doesn't send you send you onto the grass. I, I just don't think it does. And I think it's not. It's a contact sport, and if you're in the box, a defender's trying to get close and, and shepherd him the other way. I don't think Lovren should do what he did, but I just don't think that, that that's a penalty. Uh, you see it all. You see that at corners all the time. I didn't. The one at Brighton was ridiculous, but it was yeah. a sim, It was a similar sort of movement. Henderson was moving, made a bit of contact, and, and down he went. No, not not for me. It's not a penalty. And, and if we're all, if that many people are in agreement that it is a penalty, I do think it's it's a little bit sad. Yeah. The thing about about what I I would always say on it is, don't put it in other people's hands. The game and, and yeah. Liverpool had it in their own hands. They through whatever you know, Mane through Salah missing the chance through Joe Gomez, who like, probably a decent effort rather than a miss. But control what you can control. And and I, when I look at where Calvert Lewin was and where he was going, and if you know what Calvert Lewin's like as a player, he's not someone who's two-footed, brilliant Robbie Fowler-style finisher. <laughs> you know, so I'd look at him and go, he's on his left foot, going away from goal. The only way that that could have ended in tears is by Lovren doing what he did. Yeah. And I, I don't understand why he'd get involved rather than just, as Joe said, just doing a bit of shepherding and just keeping his arms... Well out of the way. Or even put his hands in the air. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not shoving him in. Yeah. Because yeah. I think probably the same thing happened. Calvert Lewin probably bounces off him, does yeah. go down, and you know, and because you know, but the fact he just makes that that motion as if he is yeah. giving him a bit of a shove. From where Paulson was, I can understand. They do why look he very different, don't they? The, the two, yeah, the yeah. two sort of uh, slow mos. From one from the Everton fans' perspective, facing yeah. facing down towards the clock, and one from the other way, 
which would be the referee's view. I think the referee's view looked more like a penalty than the one from behind the goal. Yeah. I don't think you can particularly blame the referee because I, I, I think that's it's such a difficult decision to make on yeah. the spot in, in a split second. And the way Lovren's hands move, it does look like he gives him a little shove. But for me, it's not enough contact to, to, to justify the way Calvert-Lewin yeah. goes down. Yeah, so we talked about control, control the controllables, if you like. I think that's a Dave, uh, Dave Brailsford um, saying. But Liverpool... If you talk about decisive moments, there was two decisive moments in the game, and surely the, f- the first one was Mane going through on the stroke of half time just after he got the goal. And if that goes in, that well, we, we could be talking about a very different scoreline. Yeah, today. I think it would have been four or five if that had gone in. Um, there would have been absolutely no way back for Everton. Um, yeah, it was just it, at the time you did think, oh God, you know, is that going to be one of those moments that you look back on? After a game and a game and, and really rue and, and and kind of so it proved. I think, yeah, it was it was selfish really for Mane. Um, you know, I know he scored some fantastic goals for Liverpool, but you know, I think you know part of being you know we talk about Mane making that leap into the world class bracket, and part of that is that awareness and, and knowing you know when to pick the right option. And that was you know, from the angle he was at, even though he was through on goal, I think it would have had to have been a, a really decent finish to be picked from there and. You know, when you when you you know if he'd only looked to his right and you know I think when you only had to watch Solanke, Oxley, Chamberlain, and Salah <laughs> queuing up, it didn't even have to be a good ball, did it? No, it just had to be just no, rolled. Because the defender them, had yeah. come across as well. To, yeah. So he, you know, yeah, it was it was just such a such a, a horrendous waste, and you know especially would it you know come in so soon after Salah's you know sublime goal, you know that would have been an absolute. Killer for Everton yeah. because the thing was in the second half Everton didn't actually even change the way they approached the game. It didn't. It wasn't like at one nil. Usually at, when a team's come and part the bus like they did, then when they go one nil behind, they start to play and then give give Liverpool more space to to try and uh, exploit. But they didn't even do that. You know they no. were still they were just as defensive at one nil as they were at nil nil. But obviously because Allardyce knew full well that at one nil they would they were always still in the game and yeah. so it proved. Yeah, absolutely. Joe, what was your thought when about two o'clock yesterday the little rumour started knocking around? Jamie Carragher started it pretty much yeah, yeah. that uh, that Liverpool's team was going to be something of a surprise. Well, it was a big surprise, wasn't it? I mean, I expected a couple of changes, and I expected maybe one of that four to to drop onto the bench, but to drop two of them, I just thought it was the wrong move. I still think it's the wrong move. I think. It's, it's funny because we give Klopp a lot of credit for getting Liverpool and, and getting football fans in general, but if he if he gets fans, then he'll know that a derby means more to people. So if you're going to rest them, then so be it, but rest them. You know what? He could have taken them off earlier against Spartak, albeit I know there was a, an injury early on in that game, but otherwise he could have rest them for West Brom on Wednesday. So I think dropping two players, you can, you can pro- perhaps justify taking one out, but for me, Solanke isn't quite ready to, to be leading Liverpool's line. And that especially wasn't the game, derby. Was it? That no, wasn't it wasn't, West Brom would be the game. Would be the would game be more, to give them a goal. Yeah. And um, maybe even, do you know what? Maybe even in the FA Cup in January, you could you can understand those changes. But for me now, Solanke's not ready to lead the line in a derby match, and it was, um, yeah, it was a frustrating one, and still, it still rankles. Yeah, I think I think Andy Kelly has talked in the past in podcasts about doing the thing that your opposition most doesn't want you to do yeah. so I would imagine that's the complete opposite of Liverpool I think Everton would rather have 
any anyone they didn't want to face was Coutinho, I'd imagine. Yeah, oh, 100%. I think you only had to read Allardyce's comments on, on Friday in the build-up to the game where he was unusually nice about Liverpool yeah. and, and spoke then about, you know, the problem is that, you know, if you focus too much on Salah, then the other ones will hurt you. You can't double up on Mane because, you know, they've, they've got goals from so many different areas. But, you know, when that team sheet dropped, that would have been a massive boost to Everton because, you know, it was effectively having to stop two rather than, than four of them. Um, I thought it was odd. I mean, yeah, I think I agree with Joe. I think the big one, because obviously six changes jumps out at you and you think, God, that's, you know, that's, yeah. that's a lot of changes to make. But obviously the goalie was always going to happen. No one really would argue with that. Obviously the left back was enforced. The two in midfield, I can understand that. You know, I thought Henderson actually played well. Um, Ooh, you're not allowed to say that, are you? Well, I know you're not supposed to, but I actually, yeah. I, th- I thought he put a decent, decent shift he, he in. Just, he just ended the, the day on a porno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, sure. people, that, yeah. that's what people will remember. Also, yeah, isn't it? Um, and you know, and, and like you know, I can understand maybe leaving out one out of Coutinho and Firmino, but not not both of them. And I'll say Chamberlain actually thought I had a decent game. Um, yeah. But yeah, Solanke was the one. You know, if you're yeah. if you're an Everton defender, who you know. Especially Ashley Williams, Ashley Williams. who's so yeah. slow and cumbersome. Movements and is what yeah. Yeah. Against yeah. Ashley Williams. But, you know, you don't want. You know, yeah. you know, if you asked him, would you rather face Dominic Solanke or Firmino? Yeah. You know, it's no, <laughs> no, con- yeah. no contest, is it? Yeah. Um, and this isn't being unkind to Solanke, by the way. No, he's no, a, no, a very no, good no, player. He, this is this actually, being, it's actually being fair to Solanke yeah, yeah. in the sense that he shouldn't it's have been. It's the second Premier League start, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. So you know, it was so early in his Liverpool career, and he he's impressed everyone with the way that you know he's made strides forward so far, but. But yeah, I think Klopp misjudged it. Um, I just, I just don't really understand it as well because I know, I know it's such a hectic schedule at the moment. But the, the Spartak Moscow, you know, that was not a grueling night where you yeah. kind of think, oh god, yeah, that's really taken it out of them. Yeah. No, it was a seven-nil walk in the park, and and obviously with Moreno going off, did limit him more than he would have hoped for he in terms Lovren of the subs. Off, didn't he? Yeah. Affected Lovren, which I don't know. So only really, if you say he'd used them, he only really had one sub to make. I think it was Firmino who got the, the rest, wasn't he? Yeah. And then he's left out yeah. Firmino as well. So it wasn't even the man who was taken off, he was, he was no, back it, in. Yeah, I, did, I just thought he was maybe trying to be a bit too too clever with that. And especially with West Brom in midweek, I think yeah. surely you went in. Bournemouth. Know, yeah, there was a good reason why they all started against Spartak because that was a huge game in the context of the season with so much at stake and you know maybe Klopp looks at it differently and just sees it as you know what was it fourth against twelfth or whatever in the Merseyside derby but you know it means that much more to the supporters and you want you know the run Liverpool have been on you want you wanted Everton to feel that the full force of like the revival that has been in the last couple of months and they didn't that was the thing like even though it was it was ridiculously one-sided like it I was uh, you're not going to believe this but I was actually in the gym this morning <laughs> and um, and this Everton I'm in the shower and this this Evertonian was trying to tell me that Allardyce had done a tactical job on mm-hmm. Klopp again and now you know he got his t- and and it's just hang on a minute you know it, <laughs> yeah. that it, it, the first half actually reminded me of like a, like a League Two team going to like a Premier League team in the funny, FA Cup. Funny enough, I was going to say I've had a text today off a former Liverpool player. I won't won't name him. Who, who said exactly that? He said Plymouth show yeah. more ambition yeah, yeah. when they come to Anfield. They, a couple, you know, back in January, absolutely launched it at every single opportunity, and it was just the game plan. Effectively, was just get the ball as far away from our penalty box as quickly as possible um, and it didn't like we said it didn't even change in the, in the second half it was uh, Liverpool weren't as creative as, as they have been but they still created more than enough chances to, yeah, to yeah. win that game and 
I think the sad thing for me is probably because of everything that happened with the penalty, kind of like overlooked really that just how good Salah's goal was because <laughs> yeah, can't, yeah. Can't, them, I can't think of many better goals than that in Merseyside derbies yeah. because it was just ridiculous the way that the strength, you know, to shake off Martina, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, and just, Martina then inside. Yeah, just yeah. A guy, yeah guy, and then just the composure and the poise to then whip it into the top corner like yeah. that. I mean, it was, it was just a shame that that didn't prove to be the match winner because yeah. you know, it would have been worthy of winning any game. Yeah, Iron Robin esque, I think we described yeah, it yesterday, wasn't it? That was very, very uh, trademark mm. Robin. What did you make of Everton's tactical plan? Do you have any? Yeah, do you have any issues with that kind of thing? I, I don't. I, I don't get involved in any of that. I, I just think play how you want to play yeah, no, and worry about your results. But what, what do you make of the whole debate? I've no issues with it. I, I, it does slightly irritate the next day. The way almost the narrative changes. It's like yeah, Allardyce did a job on Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. Another, another, another clever sort of tactical setup from well, Allardyce when really saves that penalty. Yeah, yeah. And Rooney puts it over the bar. Yeah, or, or they don't get the penalty yeah. in the first place. And then really, Allardyce has given Everton nothing in that game, has he? You know, all right, he set them up, and they they look better than they did a few weeks ago. But um, Liverpool absolutely dominated it from start to finish, and um, without going down the Christian Walsh route of XG, all these. He had that out yesterday, didn't he? He was going on about it yesterday. But Liverpool's saying, oh, we restricted Liverpool's three shots on target. All right, well, Mane's effort was off target. Salah's effort with his with his head was off target. Gomez's so header. Yeah, Gomez's header was off target. So they're three best chances other than the goal for Liverpool, and they're all off target. So it doesn't it doesn't mean that Liverpool didn't go very very close to yeah. to, to scoring more goals. The post is um, off target. It, yeah, it, it, it hit exactly. The so so you know, I, I think yeah, Everton didn't show a lot, and you know, at the end of the day, it's a point. I, I think within context, the, Liverpool can go on if they win the next couple of games it's an okay point just as it was against Chelsea it just feels worse because of the late equaliser yeah. the other thing was the way the results went over the weekend was it, no damage done for Liverpool other than with Manchester City I think we've all given up on the idea <laughs> yeah. of anyone catching them this season so Liverpool gained the point on United gained the point on Chelsea and same as, and Arsenal. Same as Arsenal Tottenham obviously won yeah. so do you see it as an opportunity missed, or sort of a, a bit of damage limitation anyway, in, in terms of in terms of the, the yeah, overall I think, picture? I think yeah, an opportunity missed. It has to be really. I think yeah, it, it didn't prove to be too costly in terms of the way the other results went. But yeah, it was. I don't think you can look upon it as anything else really. When you dominate a game against your neighbours to that degree, t- to not win it, it was just absolutely yeah. galling. Um, and yeah, just it, it was just so frustrating because. You know, you almost, you almost had that sense in the second half that you know, they, they've got to get this second because there's bound to something is bound to happen at some point down the other end. I think Everton got a corner, which yeah. might have been their first of the game with about, must be about 20 minutes to go or something. Yeah, the yeah. And like, yeah, massive yeah. roar from the away end, and you know, Mignolet punched it clear, and but yeah, it was yeah, just absolutely infuriating. Yeah. Um, if we move on then from one draw to another, as I said at the top of the show, Champions League draw, Joe. We, yeah. uh, you covered it live today for us. We were speaking beforehand about the six teams you could get, and I know the one I ended up with my finger on was Porto as the sort of happy medium. Yeah, I think Liverpool can be pretty pleased with that one. Yeah, definitely. I think they are the team that myself I was looking at thinking, I hope Liverpool get them, because you expect them to play a little bit of football with Liverpool, don't you? You also, it's not, it's not that far a trip. It's not Shakhtar where you're sort yeah. of going into the unknown a little bit. Um, so yeah, I think it was, it's the most comfortable draw for Liverpool. But you've got to be really careful. Um, I saw a tweet um, 
saying, remember 2005 when they, when they got Besiktas, uh, Besiktas, uh, Benfica yeah. and um, most yeah. people thought, yeah, decent draw and then they did a job on Liverpool so they've got to be careful but yeah, I think they can be really pleased with that especially when you see Chelsea have got Barcelona and <laughs> Tottenham have got Juventus you know, to avoid yeah. them um, at well, this stage Real Madrid PSG is, is, yeah, is one yeah, of the ties yeah, in this yeah. round so that's, that tells you a bit about the, yeah. the depth and Basel of course bad memories there as well yeah absolutely hopefully Manchester City succumb to, yeah. to uh, the, the curse of Basel um, James ideal for you as well isn't it? Not, not, a, not, not too much travel involved in that one yeah I think it's a great duel for Liverpool I think as Joe said I think, don't think you could have handpicked it any better really I think you know, I'm, I'm speaking to some people over the weekend who were People say no. We want one of the big, you know, they get get one of the big boys because you know, you know, I th- you know, just just think that this might be a good time to play one of them or something. Mm. But I don't. I think I think you'd want to wait until the latter latter stages of the competition for that really. And yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have felt. I don't think many Liverpool fans would have fancied another trip to Basel after the last couple. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And as Joe said, you know, the, the travel to Ukraine would wouldn't have been great. So I, yeah, I think this was just about perfect. And not you know. Then they're, they're clearly no mugs. I mean, they qualified second behind Besiktas, ahead of Leipzig uh, and Monaco. Um, and I think it, there'd be two lively games because I think you look at you look at the way their group games went, and they're dangerous going forward yeah. and vulnerable defensively, which. Yeah. I think we might have said that before. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's a lump on the over two and a half goals I yeah. think, and in both of those ties. Unbeaten in the league in Portugal, I think 11 wins and three draws from their league form. Just went top uh, yesterday in, yeah. with a win over Setubal in, in Portugal. So, they're, they're all, for me, that the reason I think it's a good draw is that it, they're a big enough name to yeah. avoid complacency, so you still yeah. give them respect. Liverpool won't go in thinking it's just going to be a walkover. Not that not that they necessarily would, but it also they're, they're the sort of team that the last sixteen is probably their level in the Champions yeah, League, yeah, and exactly. I think they they wouldn't be going expecting to beat Liverpool. Um, rest of the draw, Joe. I mean, we just mentioned a couple of the ties there. Yeah. It's a it could be a strong quarter final, aren't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Obviously, the, the pick is PSG Real Madrid, yeah. isn't it? But uh, Chelsea Barcelona is the one yeah. that I'm quite looking forward to. I think yeah. That, yeah. That'll be a decent tie. Um, Juventus Tottenham, I think that, that's really interesting. Yeah. Sort of yeah. decent test of how far Tottenham have come. Yeah. And uh, Juventus have dropped off a little bit this year. So. Yeah. yeah. Manchester United going to Seville as well. Yeah, they? yeah. It'd be interesting to see how they go. Obviously, had experience of that. Um, yeah, Messi versus Moses is the one I'm looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the, uh, the the big one. There. Speaking of uh, speaking of the big ones, um, Wednesday night, James Anfield again. Back, uh, back in the cold, Alan Pardew in town, um, probably dancing, you can imagine. <laughs> Certainly afterwards. But um, what are you, what are you expecting from that? First of all, what do you, what do you think he's going to do with the team, Klopp? I think it'll certainly shake it up again, won't it? Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if there were. So Chan and Wijnaldum probably back in. Yeah, Chan and Wild, Wijnaldum back in. You'd have, you'd have thought probably Trent might get a game. Yeah. Um, I mean that'd be interesting. Obviously Gomez again, probably because of all the talk over the penalty decision I think it was overlooked just how good Joe Gomez was against Everton as well yeah. I gave him man of the match and thought yeah, he was Andy Kelly gave him a 9 out of 10 he, uh, great. I thought yeah. he was absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant and um, just just every every like facet of his game as well like defensively so solid so you know, just so strong and yeah. you know, he's like quick good anticipation of you know when and the few moments Everton did show anything going forward um, and, and whipped in some decent deliveries and um, just 
been a been a great season for him so far. Obviously, with forcing his way into the England setup as well. But you'd imagine uh, that that Trent probably would would get an opportunity. Um, and then I'm sure we'll see Coutinho and Firmino probably come back in. Uh, you'd imagine he'd either rest Salah or Mane. Yeah. Um, and then maybe whoever doesn't get a rest on Wednesday gets a rest down at Bournemouth on the weekend. That yeah. seems to be the way he's approaching things uh, at the moment. Um, you know, potentially maybe even you know Adam Lallana obviously was back in yeah, training, course, wasn't he? Yeah. So whether whether he'd be one that would would come into his his plans for that. Storage had a minor injury, doesn't he? So yeah, he didn't consider. So you know that'll be one to check up on ahead of the weekend. But I think they're on a terrible run, aren't they, West yeah. West Brom at the moment? Um, you know, and he. Usually a new manager going in, there's a bit of a an instant lift, but it hasn't doesn't seem to have happened to Touchwood so far. Um, I mean, the only worry is I think it'll be quite flat. I think it's you know I don't think it's not going to be much of a buzz around the ground. I wouldn't have thought for West Brom at home on a freezing cold December evening. A week before Christmas. Well. Yeah, yeah, but um, but it's important because I think you know especially on the back of that missed opportunity on Sunday. With the way that the top top four is, you know, obviously Tottenham have had had a few bad results, fell away. They came back with a bang on the weekend. It's you know it's a big week for Liverpool now. You know, they, realistically with the two games they've got, you know, they've they've got to be looking to to pick up six points. Yeah, Joe, do you agree with that? I mean, yeah. I look at the fixtures this week. I think Manchester City uh, are away at Swansea. Manchester United are home to Brighton. Chelsea are at Huddersfield, and Tottenham have got. Uh, no, Manchester United got Bournemouth and Tottenham have got Brighton at home. So you'd expect probably all four of those would yeah. be would be expected to win. Liverpool would be expected to win against West Brom as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, spot on from James. Yeah, if you, if they get six points from the next couple of games, which I think they really need to do, then this this has been a really really good run. You know, the the only points dropped would be against Chelsea and Everton, which are probably your two biggest games in that run. So, um, but West Brom. They're one of those funny sides that I couldn't really tell you too much about. <laughs> I don't think, and maybe this says a lot about me, but I don't think I could name you in a West Brom starting eleven off the top of my head. Yeah. I'd probably have to take a bit of bit of time to think You're about going it. To take that on, James. <laughs> what what for the other you one? Get five always, team. They change they change that many players, don't they? That I can never sort of never know too much about them. I couldn't really tell you now what their style is under Pardew. So yeah. It's a, it's a difficult one, but I think James is right. I think it might be a little bit flat. It's the sort of game where you want Liverpool to come out early, get an early goal, lift the crowd a little bit, because otherwise, then you, you sort of yeah have a long evening, don't you? You know, there's was it a year a year ago, round about this time when Liverpool drew two two. Was it two two or one one with Bournemouth at home? And oh, towards the end of last season, right the after the Merseyside derby. No, West Ham. I'm thinking of West Ham yeah. at home. Yeah, and it, it was that sort of a cold December evening and. And they just didn't get going, and yeah. you, you really want to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I could name you a West Ham starting eleven, West Brom starting eleven. I'll do anyone. I'll do West Ham, West Brom, whoever you want. Um, I couldn't name you the Liverpool starting eleven, unfortunately. Um, James, you just said there six points from six needed. Will they get them? Um. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just hope. I think the, the only concern when you suffer a setback like Sunday is, you know, how, how will they respond to that, and you know, will it, you know, will they come out swinging, or will they come out feeling a bit sorry for themselves? And um, you know, hopefully it'll be the the former. I mean, I suppose the other one we should mention is Danny Ings, who yeah, just yeah, surprised, to see him, yeah. surprised to see him. You know, obviously Sturridge's injury meant 
he was elevated to the bench and you know great for him to to get you know he wasn't wasn't able to have much of an impact on the game because you know when he came on to be honest Liverpool had kind of lost their shape and lost their heads yeah. a bit really on the on after the after the penalty um but yeah great to see him uh, back out there and you, you wonder whether you know it might even be a chance for him um you know this week uh, it's a big few weeks for him because I'm, I'm sure he would he would much rather stay and play a part in the second half of the season, especially with progress in the Champions League as well and the, and the FA Cup starting. Um, you know he's absolutely desperate to, to to prove himself to Klopp because I think if it doesn't happen for him in the next few weeks, then alone away in, yeah. in January would be would be highly likely because I think I don't think there's any real benefit for Rings or Liverpool to keep him playing under 23s football. Yeah. From now till May, um, so yeah, so that was you know, good to see him. I think that was probably the first time he's played in the Premier League. Yeah, for, he, well, for he's only played one season, isn't it? One game, was just, league uh, league two track, games yeah. was Leicester and uh, Tottenham was in the League Cup last season. Derby yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. It was Tottenham when he got the injury. Yeah, wasn't it, Derby. I think he came off the bench in the in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe, just finally then, so to Liverpool, did they react in the right way? Did they bounce back on Wednesday and get the uh, get the three points? Yeah, I think so. I think their performances recently have been good enough. Um, to say that they'll come come out and carry on where they left off, I don't think I don't even think their performance really it dropped off a touch, didn't it, in the last in, in the derby? But I don't think it, it dropped off to an extent that you'd be worried in any way. Um, so yeah, you know what? I, I think the next two games are quite favourable. Bournemouth play a little bit of football, don't they? And I know it was a mad one there last year, but you expect them. You expect yeah. Liverpool to be able to sort of yeah. outplay teams like that. So. Yeah. Quietly confident the next yeah. couple of games. As long as Ryan Fraser doesn't play in no, that game, yeah. don't want never, to never heard from him again. Have we? <laughs> don't want never heard from him again. No, he won a, he won a uh, penalty. Did um, he win a penalty or he done something at Anfield? Didn't he? I think he set a goal up. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah. uh, in the in the two-two game as well down at Anfield. Just just seems to enjoy seeing yeah. red shirts. Him and Dwight Gale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't say that. Christian's and uh, he, he, listen, he listens to this. <laughs> um, Sorry, yeah. Christian. Yeah, no, we're not. No. But uh, yeah, okay. Well, uh, thanks for that, guys. I will wrap up there. I think we'll have another one later in the week to look ahead to the Bournemouth game and back on the uh, disappointing one-one draw with West Brom and Anfield, <laughs> which is surely coming. We're, we're kidding, of course. Hopefully, yeah, we'll get the win and go into the weekend with a bit more positivity. Okay, thanks for listening. Cheers. Ook bewust bezig zijn met je mobiel? Dat kan al voor 21,50 per maand met de iPhone SE 32 gigabyte. Nu met 300 minuten of sms'jes en 1000 MB 4G internet. Kijk op ben.nl Let op. Geld lenen kost geld.